Welcome to the Husky Huddle Up podcast, everyone. We are so excited to welcome our colleague, Susan Sherback from the Foster School of Business. Susan is an academic advisor. Um, welcome, Susan. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We are very excited to have you as well. So we can talk a little bit more about um, students who might be interested in business um, but first, like, let's let's talk a little bit about you. Who are you? What what is your journey to the UW? How did you kind of end up being an academic advisor for business students? Yeah, I am Susan Sherback. I use the pronouns she and her. Uh, my family consists of me and my wonderful husband and my awesome dog. Uh, my dog is helping us record today. Um, she's been supporting <coughs> academic advising <laughs> since we went remote in COVID, which um, has been a joy. Um, yeah. But I moved to Washington in 2012. I lived here in middle school um, and I just always knew I wanted to come back to the Pacific Northwest. My mom didn't believe me when I was in middle school, but I made it happen. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I moved here in 2012, it was to work for um, UW as a resident director in housing and food services. So I have a very special place in my heart for housing and food services. Yay. If you haven't listened to that episode, you should go back and listen to it. Um, <laughs> living on campus is a wonderful experience for students. Um, I left UW for a little while and I came back in 2019 to work as an academic advisor in the Foster School of Business. Uh, which really is me reconnecting with my undergrad roots. Um, I started college very unsure of what I wanted to do, which I think can be normal for a lot of students. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had a friend that was studying hospitality and tourism management, um, which at Virginia Tech is in the business school. And so I got interested um, in all of what that was, and I declared my major oh. at the end of my first year of school. So um, school business was ended up being my roots in undergrad, and it's a joy to be working with business students now um, as a professional. Um, I ended up getting a master's in higher education from the University of Denver so that I could continue working with college students. Um, and so that has been just ultimately wonderful. That's oh my awesome. Goodness. We have that Colorado connection. I was at Colorado State for my master's <laughs> yeah, degree, yeah. so we were just down the road from each other. Yeah, so close. <laughs> so you understand the joy of, of that area as well. <laughs> um, in terms of what brought me to UW, I love large public schools. And so um, being a part of that campus, a large campus community is something I truly draws me to an institution. Um, I also love the school spirit of UW. Um, this is an audio medium, but I wore purple today because I was so excited <laughs> to be a part of this. We um, will confirm Friday. this. We are confirming <laughs> this. <laughs> yes. But Husky Pride was a huge draw for me. Um, meeting the staff and the students on campus uh, really pulled me in. I We work with the best and brightest students. I It I can't even tell you all how much they are so, mm -hmm. so incredible. Um, and then the staff is just also incredible. And so it's just the perfect place for me uh, to be as a professional. Um, so currently I work Foster School of Business um, as an academic advisor. So in my role, I work with both students admitted to foster through the fresh, freshman direct program. Um, and then I also work with students that are applying to foster through our standard admission process. Um, and today in preparing what we were gonna talk about, I made sure that we were broad enough that both populations could really listen to this podcast and get a good understanding of our program, of the resources we have available for students. Um, so. So keep listening if you're yeah. um, interested in foster or already admitted. 
Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about the school in general? What mm-hmm. like what is what is it about the Foster School of Business? What is it about um, of about the business school here at UW that um, that students are? I mean, because business is one of our most popular majors, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. give give our families a little bit of insight into what the school is like. Yeah. So the Foster Undergraduate Program, our mission talks about fostering leaders, fostering insights um, to progress to a better humanity. It's not about just business. It's about more than business. Um, And I really think of the theme together when I think of our business program. And so Mm -hmm. this is the way that staff interacts to collaborate for student programs, but it's also in the way that our students students learn in the classroom. So They work together to solve problems. They work together to lead teams, to be a part of teams. You cannot escape a team program in foster classes. Um, (laughs) And and really find commonality um, among their differences. And so that is a huge focus for us as well. Um, The focus of the business program I describe as allowing you to become a generalist, and if you choose to, a specialist in business. So the curriculum of our core upper division core covers all areas of business. So you could go out into the working world and you know, if you're an accountant, you could understand what the marketing team is talking about. Um, but so students have the option to choose what we call options or a focus in a specific area of business. So a student could choose something like accounting, finance, information systems, human resources management, marketing, entrepreneurship. And I think I'm forgetting one now that I'm in the moment. Um, <laughs> but they could also choose to not have an option and then just take a range of business upper division classes as well. So um Carlos mentioned we are a a very students are interested in our program, um, and that's we're a capacity constrained major. Um, And what that means at UW is that we have roughly 200 students in our undergraduate program, and we don't have room for more. Um, And so we have a competitive, fairly competitive admissions process Mm -hmm. to admit students um, into our program. So we want you to be able to get into Foster and then also get into classes. to be able to complete your degree. So um, we're mindful of that when we when we do admission. Um, Can you so, talk yeah. about the what, what that capacity actually includes? Mm-hmm. You know, when you say we, we, we have space for 200, but not not the, the capacity to take on more, even though we, we you know, we have talented students and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. What, what does that capacity can, um, uh, consist of? So I think of it in a couple ways. Physical space. Um, so mm-hmm. space is always at a premium on a college campus, mm-hmm. right? And so classroom space, how many students fit in those classrooms, how many professors we have to teach sections of those classes, how many academic advisors we have to support students um, with assigned advising in all of our program, and then um, career services staff. Um, our, we have um, we have a cell team, student engagement, leadership, and learning group. So they work with campus organizations, and so we only have so many staff resources. And so that's really what capacity constraint is about. Awesome, thank you. I was going to ask if the idea of making the student a generalist, meaning the accountant knows what marketing does, marketing knows what everyone else is doing, or the creators or the researchers. Was that always something that was a part of Foster's kind of foundational roots uh, as a school? Um, Everything I've seen would indicate yes. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's what I've seen from past catalogs and then my own experience in business school as well. 
That's great. So I know at this point, you know, anybody who was directly admitted into the Foster School of mm -hmm. Business, that, that process has ended. Mm -hmm. um, so as you kind of look forward fo toward standard admission, um, what sort of things should families be thinking of? How, how should they be preparing? What are some things that they should be um, really preparing for? Yeah, absolutely. So Foster has runs our standard admission process twice mm -hmm. a year. So students apply at the beginning of fall quarter, at the beginning, or at the beginning of spring quarter. Um, so I thought of some stuff in terms of what you should do fall quarter and what you should do winter quarter in a preparation to apply. Um, and I'll have more tips further on, but let me just say from the outset, um, a standard normal timeline for application is the end of your sophomore year. So um, one of my tips is always don't rush your application process. Be mindful about your process and how you're applying and what classes you're taking and when you're taking those classes. So fall quarter, I strongly encourage you as a student um, and parents, please encourage your students uh, to attend an information session about the admission process. During dog days, we will have one of these presentations to help you understand what the prerequisites are and also talk about a general overview of our program. Um, I always encourage students to also look at other majors they might be interested in. There's not always one pathway to business mm. and doing things in the business world. So run some degree audits, Nav just click buttons in my plan. You probably can't break it. Um, so just look at any degree audit for something you're interested in and not interested in um, and compare what degree requirements you need in both majors. So business major, other major. And then you'll have an assigned advisor in undergraduate academic affairs. And so meet with that advisor and talk to them about what you're thinking, where you're trying to make progress towards foster and what else. Um, and then my other tip is get involved, find a club, um, meet people. Um, that's going to help you understand a lot about you, which is what learning about yourself is part of college as well. And so get involved, have fun, do something cool. Um, and then in winter quarter, um, check in with a foster advisor. We will meet with prospective students in winter quarter um, for a scheduled advising appointment. Um, and let's talk about your timeline to application and, and what that's looking like for you. Um, and then also check in with the advisors from the other programs you're thinking about applying to. So think about the parallel tracks you can be planning for. So what, one thing I'm hearing is, is working both with the general advisor in undergraduate academic affairs advising as well as the foster advisors to kind of put together their plan. Yes, absolutely. Um, the undergraduate academic affairs team, um, this is UAA. I'm trying very hard not to use acronyms to not, <laughs> so people know what we're talking about. But so if you hear UAA advising, they, they know what our prerequisites are, um, but students often, I think, like also meeting with the foster advisor to feel more confident about what they're taking. So trust the UAA advisors. They know what they're doing, um, but verify with us if that makes you feel better. Awesome. Did so you as you're thinking, go for okay, it, Jana. Um, as you're thinking about um, these plans and things, uh, you know, you had mentioned applying to fosters at the end of sophomore year, and I was wondering... What are your dedicated approaches for the sophomores, the juniors, the seniors um, uh, within Foster and also outside of Foster? 
Yeah. So Foster has a program called Foster Instructional Tutoring, mm -hmm. often referred to as FIT. So F-I-T tutoring, or <laughs> that would be redundant, but um, <laughs> it is not just for foster students. So we provide tutoring for lower division core classes, which are the prerequisite classes for standard admission. So don't hesitate to show up to that tutoring service if you are not a direct admit to foster. You are welcome and you should take advantage of those services. Um, we also have a program called Undergraduate Diversity Services. Mm -hmm. um, the acronym for it is UDS. So if you hear <laughs> UDS, that what we're, that's what we're talking about. Also not limited to foster students. You can build really great connections um, with this group of students. They provide programming and opportunities for students from underrepresented backgrounds. Um, they do the Building Educational Opportunities Program, so, or biz, I'm sorry, Business Educational Opportunities Program, BEOP, um, to support students that are applying to foster. We also have a program called Building Networks. This is a peer mentorship program that you have to apply to, um, but it helps to equip students with skills, resources, connections um, to be successful after they graduate. And you are not required to be a business student to partake in any UDS program you can be involved. Um, mm -hmm. I've highlighted too, they have a huge portfolio of classes or of um, programs. So please check out their website and mm -hmm. see um, other things you might want to be involved in. Um, I wanted to highlight an educational opportunity program or a program for EOP students. So students that um, are listed or are registered as EOP, they can take a supplemental credit, no credit class with Accounting 215, which we know is a hard class for students, mm -hmm. um, that regardless of foster admission status, to have supplemental, they'll be with the same teacher, going deeper dive on those topics to make sure that they're understanding the material and just getting extra support. So um, you'll have to talk to an advisor to get registered for that, but I strongly encourage you if you are an EOP student to get connected. Um, and then outside of Foster, we have great campus resources. Um, the Center for Learning and Undergraduate Enrichment, or CLUE, has tutoring for math, chemistry, physics, writing, biology, economics, statistics, computer science and engineering, lots and lots of um, available support for you there. Um, and then the Math Study Center is run through the Math Department, and that is another great tutoring resource, resource on campus. I cannot stress enough, take advantage of tutoring services, mm -hmm. go find them on campus, just show up. It might be weird the first day, but it's not gonna be weird any other day after that. So embrace the uncomfortable and just do what's best for you academically. Yeah, I know one of the things that we always tell students is that even if you're doing well in class, you should still be reaching out, taking advantage of tutoring, uh, not just when you're struggling, but also when you're doing well. Yes, take advantage before you're struggling. So, absolutely. absolutely. I'm wondering, what is a, what is a kind of standard uh, advising meeting look like for mm. you with students? Um, you know, what sort of questions do you get? How do you, how do you kind of guide students to, um, through their academic path? Yeah, so if I'm meeting with, um, a perspective student. Um, I'll hit a perspective questions that I get often first. Um, students often ask, what are my chances of getting into foster? Do you think I will be admitted? And this is a nearly impossible question to answer. Um, and it's because every application cycle is very different. So we don't know who's gonna apply. We don't know how many applications we're gonna get. We don't know the academic makeup, like of those students. So if we have, I tell students all the time, if we have students that have all four O's on their 
on their cumulative GPA, all four O's on their pre-application GPA, and they got sixes on the WSA, which is our writing skills assessment, that that's a tough admissions process mm -hmm. for a lot of people. It's, you know, we don't see that applicant a lot, mm -hmm. but I never know what an application pool is going to look like. <laughs> um, so that's why I always encourage students to think about multiple programs that they want to apply to. Um, if a student is admitted in foster, uh, that conversation is a little more about what are what have you been enjoying in your classes? Mm -hmm. What are you interested in in your options? Um, how are connections going on campus? Are you finding clubs and organizations to be involved in? Who can I connect you with if you haven't gotten involved yet? So um, there's there's potentially, it might feel like there's a little di difference in depth, I think, in those conversations, but um, I guess there just is. Um, and that's sort of the nature of the beast when you're working with prospective um, and admitted students. Do you have any other... Like when you do have these advising sessions um, and we, we have so many first year families that are probably listening, what are those questions from those kind of eager <laughs> first year students that you're <laughs> meeting with um, that, you know, they it might not be they haven't really gone through a full quarter yet or anything like that, but they're very like, I want to go here. <laughs> um, what does that conversation like um, with them for you? Yes. So I will walk through the requirements with those mm -hmm. students and help them understand the timeline of how many credits they have and when it's appropriate to start the accounting series based on the number of credits. Or how do you feel about math? Which math oh, class do you want to take? Yikes. Um, <laughs> we offer, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We all, We'll accept two different calculus classes, and so um, we'll talk about which one might be more appropriate mm -hmm. for them um, in their timeline to application. This is also conversations I think they they would be having with UAA advising mm -hmm. as well. They're assigned advisor over there. Um, they will prob most students I think make a decision about their math at orientation that they'll pick for the future. Um, but we'll field questions about combinations of classes together. Mm -hmm. So. I typically tell students to take accounting 215 with no other business classes. Um, mm. Accounting is typically a brand new subject for students. It's typically challenging. And so I encourage them to take that class with some classes they feel like they can manage their time really well in so that they're not overwhelming themselves in that quarter. Um, and then in accounting 225, thinking about doubling up with a calculus or a law class so that they can you know, start to understand the rigor of the foster program because our upper division classes are, are generally rigorous. How many advisors are, are helping um, all of the, like, I'm sure there's so many students that are seeking your help and support. What does the staff look like? Um, mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah, we have seven advisors on our team, mm. um, and we support both um, assigned advising. So we have mm. a caseload of students in all four years of school, each of us. And then we also support the standard admission process. So we we help go through all the applications that we review during every admission cycle. Um, and then we, we have um, standard admission info sessions every Thursday called, we call it Transfer Thursday. Um, it's marketed toward transfer students, but any student is welcome to attend that. Um, and then we do freshman direct info sessions, um, which looks a little different right now as we're all virtual, but I anticipate <laughs> it'll it'll start to be in person again as the world 
continues to change. So, Susan, I know you mentioned um, specific like career services for foster mm. students, and then I know that um, Foster also provides direct um, information about study abroad opportunities. Can you talk about kind of those two um, things that are, are part of the Foster School of Business that really specialize mm -hmm. in connecting business students to these opportunities? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Foster is incredibly fortunate to have a lot of resources mirrored that the university has overall for the entire campus population. And so we have the Foster Career Services, which is um, students in Foster can access their services. So they don't meet with students that are in other majors. We would direct students to the career services in Mary Gates um, if they're not in Foster yet. And so their the Foster Career Services is building connections with um, all sorts of companies around Seattle and around the US and around the world that students have been interested in and have gotten jobs with um, and maintaining those relationships and hosting career events um, to prepare you for career to so you can meet recruiters um, and just be ready as a, as a student to go into the world. Um, and then we also have the Global Business Center, which is our department within Foster or within study abroad. And so um, they work with universities around the world to make sure that if a student goes abroad, they can get a foster class that they could bring back. Um, mm -hmm. And so um, they'll work with universities to make sure that the coursework and the syllabus that the students learn at that institution are going to come back and be something that is progressing them towards their degree. We don't want a student to go abroad and, mm -hmm. and take classes that are not going to continue to help them. So they build those relationships for us, which is very helpful. Mm -hmm. Are there any popular places in pl <laughs> Is there a um, London a of School of Economics <laughs> one? <laughs> Students do go to London. Ah. Um, they go to Rome a lot. Uh, Barcelona is really popular. Uh, there is a summer trip um, during early fall start, so the five weeks before the quarter starts, that students go to India. Um, and that that's, I think, our most popular early fall start trip. But there's... Um, Ireland and Australia also in early fall start. Um, so check the websites. There are oh, so, so many good experiences. I have a student that um, was supposed to go to Hong Kong recently. So just if you can imagine it, you can find it in our oh, programs, wow. I That's think, fantastic. which is really great. That's what a really great uh, way to travel and also get some foster school credit. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, were there anything else that you wanted um, specifically for our, our aspiring first-year students and families to know more about Foster and your work there? Yeah. So um, I think it's really important for people to remember that everyone's timeline to applying can look a little different. And don't compare your timeline to your friend's timeline. So... For most students, as I said, spring quarter of your sophomore year is right on track with your application. Mm -hmm. But that's for a student that maybe didn't bring any early fall start credits in, um, maybe didn't bring um, any AP credits. So talk with an advisor and figure out what makes the most sense for you. Um, and so 
my other piece of advice, or I have many pieces of advice, mm -hmm. but talk with an advisor is definitely one of them. Um, your friends, I am confident they are wonderful people, but the information <laughs> that was provided to them was based on their academic record and not yours. And so they're going to give you information about like, oh, I can take this class in this quarter. That's based on the number of credits they might have and the conversation they had about their academic history with an advisor. And so verify any information you get from your friends with an advisor um, because we we are the only people aside from you that have access to your academic record your friends should not have access to your academic <laughs> record so so but make sure you're talking to someone who can look at your specific information um one of the things that we see very commonly is students packing all of our prerequisite classes into a really short timeline so they can apply as early as possible. What mm. we also see with the students that do that is that their grades reflect that they pushed all those classes together when spacing them out would have made them stronger academically and stronger as a candidate. So I always just encourage students, work with your advisor in undergraduate academic services or academic advising um, to build the plan that's right for you. Um, that is so important. Um, and then my last personal piece of advice, and I sort of said this earlier, but <laughs> get involved in the university. Um, it does not matter where you are involved in what club or what club organization, just do it. Um, make those connections. If it's a personal identity affinity group that you want to be involved in, if it's a hobby that you have that you want to be involved in, go find that club or start it and go find some people that you can can build an organization with or be a part of an organization. Student involvement is one of the best things you can do, in my opinion, to make your college experience just valuable and rewarding and like so much better. So um, I could go on. I won't. Very find much a club. agreed. <laughs> yeah. so. Can you actually, as you talk about involvement and, and organ, student organizations, I, I'm sure that there are a lot of business specific student organizations. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of talk about maybe just a, a couple that you know of? Yeah. So Foster has um, an undergraduate business council and they support mm. programs that have human resources club, sales club. Um, there's a finance club. There's affinity groups within our foster organization portfolio. And you're not required to be a foster student to be involved in any of them. So, um, check them out. Um, they usually meet during the lunch hour. Um, the foster, um, foster doesn't have classes <laughs> typically from 11 mm -hmm. to one thirty, So they would meet during that time. So you're not meeting after hours, which is a oh, pretty that's cool. great that foster creates kind of that, that space. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. We also utilize that lack of class time to have our, um, drop-in time. So we have consistent drop-ins from 1130, um, I'm saying 1.30, but now I'm questioning myself. We've been remote and we moved times around, but foster advisors have Monday through Thursday drop-ins and any student is eligible to join us in a drop-in at any point during the year. So um, so yeah, visit us, come say hello. Um, we'd love to talk to you during a drop-in or a meeting. Well, we've loved talking to you, Susan. Yeah, I hope thanks, that, Susan. Um, you know, I feel like, I feel like the advice that you gave is is really important, especially as families are preparing, like just really understanding what sort of expectations they should have. So mm -hmm. we appreciate you being with us. This has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for this opportunity. 
Thanks, Susan. Go dogs. Oh my gosh. Go dogs. <laughs> the Husky Huddle Up series is a collaboration between the University of Washington first year programs and parent and family programs to provide parents and families equitable access to information in support of their student success. The Husky Huddle Up is produced by John Inn, a senior in the UW Foster School of Business.